0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to episode sixty-four of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, the podcast that brings you backstage as close as you possibly can be to meet the people that make theater happen. And if you are a theater professional or if you know any, make sure that you or they sign up to Curtain Call with a promo code CC Free to claim a curtain call profile today, which is, as it says in the promo code, free. So join today by going to curtaincallonline.com and Type in the code CCFREE at checkout, and you're not going to pay a thing, and start connecting to the theater industry today. Uh, And now let's just get straight to this week's podcast. I have been waiting to chat to my next guest for ages. We've been trying to make it work, uh, and we finally got there. I first met Olivia Williams when I was understudying Matthew Fox in Neela Butte's Two-Hander in a Forest Dark and Deep way back in 2011. And I've also had the privilege of sharing the stage with her on on numerous word theater stages around London. I will uh, bring you a word theater podcast, I'm sure, at some point. Uh, we go on stage and read short stories to an audience, and it is just an awesome experience. And speaking of awesome, I am absolutely in awe of Olivia's talent. And she just doesn't doesn't play characters. She inhabits them. Uh, like uh, Rosemary Cross in Rushmore. Can't forget who she was. Uh, Anna Crow in The Sixth Sense. I mean, even though she was as still as anything, like the what she portrayed was incredible. Uh, to Miss Stubbs in An Education. I mean, on screen, you just believe her. And that's just brilliant acting. And as her onstage exploits go, she is a powerhouse. Um, as I spoke to her, after seeing her recently at the National Theater, I said to her, Olivia, you're always kicking the shh. Mm. out of people physically and verbally and it's it's true whether it's hitting her brother bobby uh, they went nine 15 28 rounds in forest dark and deep or literally beating eight shades of caca out of her stage husband mark Baisley in scenes from a marriage which i saw at the saint james theater and prompted the woman sitting next to me at the end of the scene where they just duke it out to out loud say oh my god which made the audience laugh a little bit. Uh, and uh, and now in Mosquitoes at the National Theater, where she plays a scientist, um, Alice, working at the Large Hadron Collider, Large Hadron Collider, I believe, and searching for that elusive Higgs boson. But it's the relationships in her own family that she desperately needs to examine. Uh, it's kind of the the way, isn't it? Anyway, and she, she squares off in this production with Olivia Colman, and although there isn't any physical violence, the poisoned barbs of cutting comments can more often than not cause so much more damage in a relationship and especially in families and uh anyone who can catch mosquitoes before it closes uh this weekend should absolutely get down there uh and you know what i won't go into why uh i'll just gonna i'm about to ask olivia all the right questions now so have a listen get into mosquitos in a minute, but I think I quite like to know your journey, and I'm sure other people like to know your journey. You have such an, a phenomenal CV. Um, I mean, and it spans obviously film, telly, theatre, you know, so, so much. But it's so varied, so when you started, do you know or did you know exactly what you wanted to do, uh, or did you just want to act? Did you want to take each opportunity
1: as they came along? I'm <coughs> most annoyingly conventional person for having such as an unconventional c v um and and you know I look conventional and sound conventional um and I and so it's very mysterious to me how it came to be any other way mm. you know daughter <coughs> of two lawyers who mm. went to a little state school in North London then a private school then to Cambridge and then to the Bristol theatre mm. school and I Loved acting because I wanted to do Shakespeare on stage, which is still to this day <laughs> the thing I have done least right. in my career. Yeah, uh, I played the Princess of France in *Love's Labour's Lost*, which yeah. is the only time I have professionally played Shakespeare. I did Shakespeare a bit at university. Um, and one at drama school, but you know where my real passion lies has yeah. not happened. It's hilarious. But what I have learnt on the way is that the best fun I've had and the most I've learnt have been on the jobs I have not sought that have come at me from left field, mm. that were not where my ambitions lay. And I was, you know, auditioning for Dove Cream shower commercials. To whom I owe uh, a great deal of money, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> thanks because they kept me afloat for um, a couple of years uh, when I was struggling and not getting yeah. work. Uh, and now I can say really, really soft in seventeen European languages. Amazing. Muito, muito suave, <laughs> which is Portuguese. Uh, for really, really soft. And um, the bizarre thing happened: having done uh, a stint at the RSC. With no Shakespeare's in it for three years, and a, a stint understudying here in this wonderful national theatre, understudying Anastasia Hilly, mm. in Richard the Ian McKellen's Richard the uh, Third, I got a bizarre phone call saying Kevin Costner wanted to put me in a movie. And I went and did that movie. It was called The Postman. It was a flop officially, but made money, and mm. is still, I get extraordinary phone calls mm. from people saying I'm in a hotel room in Korea and the postman's on <laughs> and um, I a friend of mine who studied the plight of women yak herds women in Kazakhstan she's an anthropologist and she was sitting in a yurt with a sort of single aerial TV and the postman was on and all her female mm. herds people said that they gave me the freedom of their city. They didn't have a city because they're herds people. But anyway, so I got the freedom of the city. <laughs> you must go. Yeah, exactly. And, you There's got to be a key involved in Yeah, that. well, I'm hoping, or at least, you know, a, a, a sort of bladder full of yak fermented yaks milk, which, you know, is I very hear, good for I you hear, now. Hear. It's your kefir, isn't it? Yeah. Which I now pursue um, to, to give me a healthy gut. So, um... It, very bizarre Joe journey. Joe 3791, please. Joe Harvey, okay. 3791. Thank you. Um, that's the general announcements yeah. over the RSC call system. Uh, it's very worrying for me working here because there's a theatre here called mm. the Olivier Theatre. And they precede every call for the Olivier, of which there are many because it's the biggest theatre, with yeah. Olivier. yeah and I immediately stand up wherever I am, drop my food and and rush towards the Olivier stage and then I realize that it's not me they want, it's it's the theater, it's Sir Lawrence, not me. Um, Or Lord Olivier, I should say. Um, So that was uh, the sort of, the big change happened from jobbing largely unemployed actor to uh, having a bit more power to wield was the postman and then I did bunch of unrelated movies yeah
0: i was, I was gonna say because looking looking at it you know and i mean i've known you for a while so i've known yeah. you've known your work but you kind of it, it's a, a pond hopping as well so yeah. you do something at rushmore and you come and do something in england you, mm-hmm. and then you go back for six cents you gotta it's it's been incredible yes um, almost
1: alternating yeah which is very lucky and it wasn't a plan i did i think sort of emotionally and psychologically decide not to move to the states yeah. um which was a big thing and that was largely because my dad fell ill and i didn't want to be away from my family mm. um and then he was ill for 14 years so <laughs> <laughs> so you know that that kind of guided that one um that's whenever, a higher power looking out to you yeah you your yeah and um i'm very glad i made that decision and that brought me my wonderful husband who happens to be American so once I had a family and children and a job in America in the form of a TV show which was my first dipping my toes into television for Joss Whedon's dollhouse we moved out there for a couple of years which was great fun and then it's this bizarre lag where people think you're still living there when you come back and Mm. I came back and did theatre Um, and then what what I'm grateful, the reason I go on about The Postman is because it meant that I wasn't constantly being cast as a Cambridge English graduate um, or a period heroine or or a period uh, uh, character way down the cast list, which um, which could have been my fate. And um, so I got to do the play on which we met called In a Forest Dark and Deep because I was known, first of all, to be able to master a reasonable American accent and to deal with, um, you know, big-shot American actors. You know, I, I believe I got a reputation. You know, I played right. opposite Bruce Willis and Kevin Costner and Bill Murray and Andy Garcia, and, you know, and I got known for s- <laughs> someone who could, was prepared I'm to sure, work yeah, opposite I know, these guys. I, I, know, but I think that sounds like
0: a list someone oh. might have, it, it's like you know. who
1: can who <laughs> can will work opposite yeah. these guys for the price of a cup of tea <laughs> and that was basically um, it, it's uh, so funny. it worked uh, it worked out how funny
0: yeah it's it's um, I mean but I suppose mm. that, you know I've already kind of written the um, the kind of intro to mm. this podcast mm. just and it, it mm. is something that I mentioned to you upstairs like mm. you are really capable mm. and you're st- like your characters are strong and capable of holding themselves and you're quite good either holding yourself in a confrontation be it physically or verbally just they're just as powerful um, I mean and
1: were you seen as that kind of person you know I got in, in absolutely drama did... no work as an ingenue <laughs> <laughs> so I ah. would just had to wait I mean I was never Juliet I got one I was in a play at the RSC called Valenstein, and I was the daughter who sort of of a, of a great army general uh, who fell in love with a soldier played by Toby Stevens a million years ago. Mm. Um, but you know, if I was Cordelia, there's no septuagenarian's going to be able to carry me on stage. You know, there aren't many, you know, <laughs> what would it be? Yeah. Old st- dragging through my Greek but you know no 20 year olds or 30 year olds a few of them are going to struggle so I it was wonderful that this all came to me in my late twenties, mm. and it really took off in my thirties and forties. Because I'm playing a grown up, yeah. and it doesn't matter if I'm taller than yeah. the leading man. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. But I, I love that because uh, listen, we're, we're here at the National mm.
0: Theatre. You know, there are three theatres that shows today, and, mm. and everyone's journey is completely different. That's what yeah. I love about it. Yeah, you know, and and it doesn't matter when you. There's no such thing as cracking it. There is mm. no overnight success. There is no kind of you know because you are a jobbing actor. I mean, and listen. I the soul-destroying commercial auditions that you go up to to hopefully pay the bills for a couple of years is just character, character building as kind of being in the fridge or getting your first gig here or whatever. It's all part of it, you know? It's all yeah, stuff.
1: and I, what I... I think the sort of sentence that I forgot to finish because I got distracted listing the amount of A-listers I've acted <laughs> um, uh which is very distracting, um, is that I learned to love working on camera I set out to Mm. be in these Shakespeare plays and which I've never done but on the way I learned the absolute pleasure of film acting and the extraordinary places it can take you from Jordan to you know um the Gaza Strip from, you know, South America, North America, Africa, mm. uh, you know, to Wazazat and um No idea where that is. Exactly. It's not far from Timbuktu. <laughs> and I'm I'm not joking. Brilliant. Um so I and, you know, I try not to take jobs on the basis of where they are. But that, you know, starts yeah. to be one of the yeah. factors. You oh think. On, Lord. Hang on, last days on Mars, shooting in Jordan. You can't yeah. go there yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's sort of. A bit, oh, it's um, a, listen, the only power we have mm, as an actress mm. is
0: the word no. Yeah. So if a, something <laughs> comes along, you can either go, <laughs> yeah. you entertain that. Yeah. Well, I've never been to well, yeah. Prague or I've yeah. never been to, you yeah. know, wherever. wherever. And. Yeah, it's great. It's a bit of the yeah, of course it's And
1: then equally fabulous was, you know, at a a moment that could have been a lull and was a lull in filming terms, you know, Cheek by Jell came to me, offered me one of the dream roles, so it wasn't Shakespeare but it was the bloke next door. Mm-hmm. Um and in The Changeling, um, and to play that lead and we were on tour and going around small towns in France, um, and sampling the wines and food that they had in each place and um, that brought me back to the intensity of a company feeling Mm. and and I realised that I really, really, really missed that um, sense which however much you learn to love the lens and the camaraderie around the camera it's never as intense as the sort of summer camp um, intensity that you get in a company of course so um, I
0: I love it there's nothing like it
1: and so when I can I I uh, get back to theatre and when it's offered to me you know I I I go begging I go knocking on doors for theatre jobs yeah um, and Occasionally, occasionally, they let
0: me in. <laughs> oh, there are a lot of producers out here who would be very happy to hear you say that. Well, I mean, play I'm going to ask you something it. before we move on to mosquitoes, because you did mention um, your husband, Sean. He, now, he's an actor as well. Yes. And just, I I haven't taken plays because I know how much it will impact the family. And I, I like I can't rehearse because I can't pick him up, take him to choir, you know. Mm-hmm. you know, And just in a practical terms, is that something that you've had to, to kind of...
1: Um, for me, I'm embarrassed to say the theatre is me is me at home. That I mean, those if it, I've been blessed with jobs that are based in London, mm. um, other than the Changeling tour. So yeah, and no, they have ten rehearsals and start at ten, so I can get them to school and put them to bed during rehearsals. Um, it's heartbreaking because while you're in a run, if it's a solid run, you just never do bedtime mm-hmm. unless it's Sunday night. Which has come to be known as arsenic hour in our family, because it's always undone yeah. homework and yeah. dirty PE kit yeah. found at the bottom of That's the when you have to crack the whip yeah. out and go, what? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's Mommy, like, I need these trousers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. My
0: son, the but best things, they yeah. both come up with their school trousers at, nine yeah. o- or yeah. or at eight o'clock on a Sunday night and go, yeah. oh, they're filthy. I they need yeah. them tomorrow.
1: Yeah. And there's right. a whole, you know, from arsehole to breakfast <laughs> time, which is what I got. And, you know, now I'm at an age where I can't sew up a pair of trousers <laughs> without a pair of glasses, and I can never find a pair of glasses in the house. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I am blessed by... I, I married a man... We, when we talked about having kids on our first date, so there was never a kind of... We both had established careers and established friendship groups. We weren't... There wasn't going to be a kind of unwillingness to take on family duties because that's what what we wanted Mm. to do and that's the blessing of you know coming across someone in your mid-30s um rather than falling passionately in love in in your late teens and then having to battle for space to be who you are you know we we met as fully formed people with a fully formed dress book um, and the huge gap in both our lives was uh, was you know thinking about someone else for a mm. change. So we w- really wanted to do that. Amazing, amazing. Okay, a touching word, You uh, know, you know, yeah. It can never Ex- well, exa- exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's worked uh, so far. <laughs>
0: um, so let's let's bit. take it back to professional, like our profession. So um, mosquitoes. Yeah. What well, is? I mean, it's a brilliant Scripts, yeah. you know, directed by a brilliant director, yes. the beautiful design. I mean, yes. it just, everything clicked. And yeah. um, I love there were kind of audible gasps, <laughs> uh, you know, on the night we game. I'm sure you've heard them before. Yeah, um, You know, can you j- just take me through the journey of you, and quickly, because mm. I, I know it happened, just of when you heard about it, what it was like when you read the script and just when, was it a, like the, an easy yes?
1: I was sent the script while I was in Berlin filming an American TV show um, and I read it. I actually didn't read it. I read The Offer which was Mosquitoes mm-hmm. by Lucy Kirkwood mm-hmm. directed by Rufus at the Dorfman with the other sister being played by Olivia Coleman and I said yes. And I also said because I am strictly speaking under contract to stars with a Z mm-hmm. Um, television channel in America and they had to officially release me and I did say to my agent if they don't release me I will neither move nor speak in series two um, So there was no reason why they would say no but we all know those people who like to <clears throat> say no just because they can Of course I then read the play and knew that i would made the right decision yeah, um, yeah. I I knew Lucy Kirkwood's writing from Chimerica and my husband was in a TV show she wrote called The Smoke and then I read this play and it is beyond description and the play that I read is only tenuously connected to the play that we're performing Mm -hmm. and even more tenuously connected to the one that had been in development for a long time before I was involved I know that um, uh, uh, Olivia Coleman had done um, workshops and read-throughs um, mm-hmm. at various stages uh, long before I was involved. So they called me up, asked me to be in it, and I said yes. And that was not far away from the beginning yeah. of rehearsal. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I just, I was 100% in. I'd worked with Collie before... We had said, I'd said to her, oh, let's do a play together one day. And she said, absolutely not. I don't do theatre. I don't like do theatre. <laughs> <laughs> and I sort of slightly <laughs> licked my <window. laughs> Um But um, lived in hope. And she had done London, well, you you're talking to her later, mm. I think. She'd done London Road with Rufus. Yeah. And so he was possibly the only person who could persuade her right. to be on stage. And this play, and... Um we knew we we liked each other and got on well. Um, you can never quite tell if you if you're friends with someone and filmed with them yeah. what it would be like to rehearse with them, but honestly it could not have been a more kind of joyful and exciting and hilarious and terrifying um process um than it than it turned out to be. Yeah, because I think you had to brought... I mean, Alice and your are sisters.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, they have an unspoken dialogue, yeah. which you guys carry off really well on stage. So it's... Um, it, you know, It's
1: bizarre. We've got... I mean, you know, we, I, I took poor Collie to a, to a Bikram yoga class because I do it to almost anybody I've ever known. <laughs> um, and uh, we walked in and they said, are you sisters? And we'd just given them our names and we're like, we're both called Olivia. You know... <laughs> Some crazy fucking George parents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who'd <laughs> <laughs> actually given us that yeah. both the same name? And then um, yeah, we got a taxi back to the theatre afterwards. And the taxi driver said, "You sisters." So, yeah. we, I think maybe you know maybe we are yeah. related. You know, we live on an island and <laughs> it's quite a small pool. Um, but we do have bizarre numbers of collections And yeah. we went to a sort of similar type of school that's part of the same girls' educational trust. I was she says I was at Cambridge and she was in Cambridge but anyway you know there are there are many bizarre parallels it's great lives. to be able to
0: take that on stage though and it's great to have that connection when you guys are sitting you you look like sisters you sound like sisters which is really mm-hmm. so the, the suspension of disbelief is instantaneous oh, that's you know, good is I mean
1: and also we just do f- sort of feel the same but differently about about many things it's yeah. really interesting and we are very <clears> like our Characters, or maybe have become like them as we yeah. as we do the play. Yeah, you know, it's, that can isn't be easy. <laughs>
0: easier to do, I think. On some one last thing, and mm. then I'll let you go. Um, w- we are here at the National. I remember the first time that, well, the first and only time mm. I was wrong by a producer said, "Yeah, we're going to the National." I, I nearly cried Cause it's, <laughs> it's one of these things. It's like it is. It's a, this. It's just the tick, tick, tick bucket list. You know, it's, mm. you couldn't believe it. You're, I mean, you're here, and it. What what is the importance to the National Theatre for you and, and, you know, coming here? Like you said, it was one of those things that made you say yes. Um,
1: <clears throat> I think it, it it's the range of work that they do and the... Rufus put it so beautifully, because he said it's important that this place takes risks because it can afford to take risks and it can afford to fail. Mm. If you're running the park or you know the Arcola and mm. you have a show that doesn't work mm. something experimental and courageous that doesn't work, you might go under mm. and I love it that because of the incredible loyalty of the audience base and the patrons and the people who've put their own money into it and the state that That subsidises it. This place can be massively inclusive, um, and massively risk-taking, while still addressing the great classics. And that, you know, is what what I've tried to do with my life and career. Um, And you know, Lucy's work is so profoundly based in tradition and so unbelievably revolutionary and groundbreaking and it's uniting i mean i feel this very strongly about this play particularly you know about uniting science and yeah. and creativity and art and bringing everybody together and not excluding nerds and um dreamers yeah. um from each other's company yeah um but you know, we 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 do this crazy thing which everyone talks about now. Yeah. But at the five of the of your um press night or at beginners of your yeah. press night, you everyone bangs the windows and to see the hilarious range of people that were here. There was a play going on about um the um plo israeli peace agreement yeah. and there was follies so you had people with feathers sequins and false eyelashes you had <laughs> jews and israelis uh, and 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 um arab muslims yeah. and palestinians all yeah. beating on the window with this crazy bunch of um I love not the mosquitoes company is pleasingly diverse did so. you get chill bumps it's you know it's sort of joyful. It's joyful. just joyful. It's really joyful and um, supportive, and and it's a place where you really feel that you can take risks. You know that rehearsal room. I've done so. Mi- I spent so much time in that rehearsal room now, and I don't feel afraid. To try out really something important. risky yeah. and that could make leave me looking like an arse or literally sort of with my bare arse in the air and um, and um, I, I'm not I, I'm not afraid um, here and Rufus is uh, he is a sort of middle-class white male but he doesn't swing his dick in the traditional mm. um, way that that might imply he um, is incredibly sort of enabling of, yeah. of uh, other people's ideas and talent while having an absolute uh, vision. You yeah. know, everything, you, nothing you see on that stage in Mosquitoes is accidental. It's all been thought out Amazing. by him and is rooted in the text and rooted in the character of the people. And um, I just, yeah, I'm in awe of of what he did with it because it was, it did seem when I read it, I was like, love this, laughed, cried, mm. uh, expanded my brain. But I was like, I don't know how the hell they're going <laughs> to stay this. It like good luck with yeah. finding an actor to play the boson. <laughs> um, and you know, some of it seemed so accidental, but I wonder if it was, you know, I still slightly want to go mm. to him. <laughs> Well, that, that, uh, that is of the, seat piece, the, pants that's that's the piece with.
0: reflecting
1: the process of finding that Higgs boson. Yes. Yeah. absolutely. And, you know, it's so beautifully reflected. So so many people said, so is your husband dead or alive in the play? And, uh, and I say, but that's the point. When you're looking for the Higgs boson, mm. you don't know if it exists. But believing it exists provides an explanation for how the universe holds itself together. So believing in it makes, yeah. you f- makes Alice feel better. And believing that her husband is alive and holding her mm-hmm. the back of her neck when she's scared yeah. makes her feel better. And believing that there's a God makes people feel better. Yeah. And so physicists who think up the Higgs boson are not a million miles away from Quakers yeah. who stand and wait for God to tell them that it's going to be all right. Yeah.
0: I think that's a great place to leave it. Okay. Thanks, Elizabeth. <laughs> 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 The incomparable Olivia Williams there, currently playing the role of the CERN scientist Alice in Mosquitoes at the National Theater. Uh, Before we wrap up, if you are a theater professional and want to join the network built by theater professionals for theater professionals, we're all theater professionals working behind the scenes. It's so much fun to do this, guys, and we love having you on there. It's a network that's growing every day. Head on over to CurtainCallOnline.com and sign up for a free Curtain Call profile with the code CCFREE, all one word, all caps. You can follow us on all the socials on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Curtain Call, all in word. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any suggestions or feedback for the podcast, just get in touch with me via any of the social media platforms I just mentioned or write to me personally at John with an H at CurtainCallOnline.com. That's J-O-H-N, not the whole John with an H. Um, anyway, it just leaves me to say a huge thank you to my friend, Olivia Williams, and the entire company. Of Mosquitoes at the National Theater in the Dorfman stage. It is a brilliant production directed by Rufus Norris. A great design, great performances, um, a great atmosphere. It's been great audiences. Get down there and see it if you can. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, and I will catch you all next week. Bye.